calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hey everyone, I'm Noah Daniels. Hey y'all, I'm JJ. Hey guys, it's Kat. And on this episode, we have the whole game Hey, back. I'm Riley. Oh, Riley, what are you doing? Get out of here. No, you're fine. I'll throw it. No, we're we're leaving it in. I like that. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna leave that in. More guests Um, be like, hello. (laughs) But yeah, no, we have JJ and Kat here. It's been a busy winter, so we're super excited to have them on for this episode. How have you guys Um, been doing? I know I missed all of y'all. Sorry I've been MIA. I've just been like work and sick and all the things that happens in the winter so but i'm excited to be here nothing really new well yeah we're glad to have you on fun things to talk about we're excited to have riley on this episode as you heard her chime in a minute ago she is currently binge listening to the podcast and she has lots of stories to share with us riley thank you so much for coming on the podcast yeah thanks so much for having me it's really cool to be talking to you guys of course, we love to find out where our guests fall on what we call the believometer: zero meaning ghosts are not real, and ten ghosts or spirits are absolutely real. Where do you fall on that scale? I'm gonna have to be at a ten, but I'm kind of depending on JJ to take all the stories, chop them up, and serve them on a silver silver platter for me, and see if I need to <laughs> scale that down a notch or two. <laughs> I feel like I've gotten much worse at doing that as the podcast has gone on. Now, now, why? Because like- you're more of a believer now. Yes, so where are yeah. you, JJ? I I'm like five. I'm I'm on the fence. I, You've been I, in five since 2021, where I'm currently at. <laughs> I'm I'm firmly on the fence. But it's nice to have permission to welcomely be skeptic for every story. Yes, yeah. that's true. Yeah. So he's yeah. probably excited about I'm, that. I'm still skeptic for every story too, so. Well, Riley, so you have all these stories here. Why don't we start with the first one you wrote into us about, you titled it The Demon of Rex Road Place and My First Apparition. That one was probably like the worst encounter I've had as far as like the a dark energy or um, like evil um, my dad was military, so we moved around a lot. Um, so when we moved into this house, like it was kind of right away, you, you knew something was off about it as a kid, you know, you don't really have a choice. I know you had, a, a another guest who actually, um, 
talked about a similar house in the in the same area of Bellevue, Nebraska. And I almost wondered if that wasn't like the same house with the way she described it. Um, but anyway, it was it was in the basement of this of this house. We'd lived there already for a while before I ever saw it, but it was me and all my brothers and sisters. We all kind of we didn't like it down there. We all kind of knew something was off. Unfortunately, the laundry room was down there. So we did have to be in that room from time to time. I guess I should preface by saying that anytime that we were in the basement, or at least for me, it just felt really heavy and really dark and just bad, overwhelming your senses bad. Like you couldn't focus on a conversation because your mind was just yelling, okay, this is bad. And I did not be down there any more than I absolutely had to. And the stairs that went up and down were very distinct sounds. They were the, um, you know, the wooden slat kind of stairs. They're really loud and they creak and they bang. Mm -hmm. And you could hear those stairs from anywhere in the house. And um, I tried a lot of times just to get up and down quietly to see if I could get up and down quietly. Sometimes because the video games were stashed down there. And so if I was trying to sneak Mm -hmm. around and play video games at night, sorry, mom and dad, if you're listening, um, (laughs) you know, I didn't want to get caught. So I would try to go as quietly as possible. And you just can't go quietly up those stairs. You just can't. You can try to learn like which stairs don't make the most noise and like step in a certain pattern, but it never worked. I never remember. That was exactly me. That's exactly what I did. And I did manage to find the, what I thought was the quietest way up and down, but it was not quiet. It was still loud. You could still hear it from everywhere. One night I had just got up at night to get a drink of water and I was downstairs in the kitchen sitting there at the sink and uncommonly I just started to get that same really bad feeling while I was standing there in the kitchen and that normally only happens when you're in the basement so when I started getting it in the kitchen I was really kind of freaked out I heard that creak from from the stairs like some somebody stepped mm-hmm. on the stairs and I am very confident that I was the only one up and I did check with the other family members the next day and nobody admitted to being up. And so I just got really freaked out. I um I just covered my eyes and I ran blind through the house, up the stairs, because it was three levels. I ran back up into my room to get up there and I actually hit like I thought somebody was standing there in the hallway. I hit something. I fell down. I fell my ass. Something I opened my eyes at this point and Something was there. It was like a really big, dark mass. And it had like this neck. It stretched out and around and down like a big freaky snake draft neck. And it just got right up in my face. And it had like, I couldn't really see its face. It it looked like it was wearing a white mask, but it was staticky. Like it wasn't clear. I couldn't tell what it was. All I just know is that it was right there. It was in my face and I could not move. I was so freaking scared. And I was just paralyzed just there on the floor. I don't really know how long I was sitting there, but at some point, another creak from the basement stairs came up Mm-mm. and the thing looked up in <gasps> response to the sound. It looked up down the hall towards where the, the stairs were to go down to the main level. And once it looked away from me, I could actually like move again. And I just like, I didn't even stand up. I crawled, crawled into my room, into my bed and under the covers. And I just stayed. I just stayed under the covers. No yeah, screaming was, or crying or anything like that? 
There was probably crying. I couldn't scream. I couldn't scream. I actually tried to scream while I was laying there on the ground. I couldn't scream. I imagine I probably did cry. I know I was shaking really bad. Yeah. And I just terrifying. like, I tucked under the covers and I just stayed under the covers. As you're describing this entity, our cat is like rubbing on our leg. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that thing actually ended up staying with me, I believe. It took on like a smaller form than it was, but it still had that white mask and the staticky thing. And I would always see it and it didn't bother me again. Like it was just kind of chilling. It would always hang out right by my closet. And I could always see it like at night and just sometimes randomly. And it was just there. And uh, it, it ended up staying with me for a long time because I would I, I didn't like it at first, but it never did anything. And I can't help but wonder if it might not have combated the the basement guy. Oh. So maybe so, it was like uh, a, a good creepy snake giraffe demon yeah i don't know every time we moved he just moved with me like that guy was always around but this is this isn't only him this was a sketch i did a combination of him and a character from a book that a friend of mine was writing but like that kind of mask and the slit mouth and stuff that you see on there huh. that was um, kind of what his mask looked like but he didn't have the shadows around the outside of it it was it literally looked like tv static that's so and funny i never wanted I... to focus on it too hard i noticed that picture and i was no that's something different <laughs> That's not yeah. it, staring at it's us from that picture. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box, so you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
Well, and Riley, and just just to state, um, so so you were ten years old when this happened, right? Probably ten or eleven, because ten, eleven, twelve, okay. I lived in that house. And you also, can you tell us about the bald man that you would see? Oh my gosh! Usually, I would only see him in the winter, and I think it was like related to the living room because a lot of times in the winter when we put up the Christmas tree, we like to um, like camp out in the living room with the Christmas tree and look at the lights and stuff, and it was fun. Um, and the living room had this big, um, windows for, for like three big windows made up one of the walls and we had a little bit of bushes and then it overlooked like the front yard and the street. And so sometimes there was just this guy there and it was very unnerving to, to see him. He wasn't, I wanted to say he would be like, you wouldn't mistake him for like a person. He definitely had like a bluish hue and like dark blue overalls and stuff. It was like coveralls. It kind of looked like a snowsuit. And he was um, kind of heavier set. And his eyes were kind of interesting because they were just really dark. And it looked like he had two black eyes every time that I saw him. It wasn't like that his eyes themselves were black. Really swollen, um, dark blue, baggy. Gotcha. Maybe that he'd been punched, but. I don't know why, really, but I just always associated him with snow plows. And maybe it's just because he was there in the winter, but he would just come and usually he'd just be in the yard, maybe walking like down the sidewalk. There was a couple times where he would come up behind the bushes. And one time he was like kind of just pressing his face in on the outside and just like looking Ugh. into the house, which was, which was pretty unnerving and creepy to see. Did anyone else in your family see any of these spirits or was it just you? Um, not that one. My, I was sharing a room with my little sister and she says now I talked to her a couple of days ago about it. Um, but she said that she did see the other thing that the giraffe guy that like stayed with me, we started calling him no face. And she said he looked scarier than the smaller form that he took for me. And so I found out later that, uh, this thing that was standing there by my closet was also traumatizing my sister. <laughs> and she used to, I guess, I'll wake up at night and go to my older sister or my mom and dad and say that she was scared and there was something in her room. And That's I scary. talked to my older sister as well. And she said the same thing. When's the last time you've seen this entity? Uh, well, the, in the smaller form, um, I made them all go away before my first born was born um, just because I didn't feel like I knew enough about it. And I felt like, um, you know, I was a mom now and I just really had to kind of move on from the, the spirits and stuff like ghosts are for kids is basically what I told myself. And I was like, look, everything, you guys all have to go. And um, you know, you're cool. We never had any problems or anything, but no, you still have to go. And so yeah, yeah he did. That's pretty chill. But, so they, I mean, yeah. they stayed with you all the way through adulthood. I think it was 21 when, wow. when my son was born. That's, Did you ever learn yeah. if there was any past trauma in that home or anything, you know, that could have dug this energy up? Well, I know that a dog led a very bad life there. Um, there was like scratch marks and claw marks and bite marks all under the, um, those wooden stairs. Cause it, it was like, um, all like a little pantry underneath like storage area underneath mm -hmm. the stairs and on the underneath side of that it definitely looked like somebody had locked an animal in that was not mm -hmm. happy to be in there 
Mm. Um, the bite marks and claw marks look like a small dog. And the previous owners of the house said, no, there was never any animals there. But obviously that was a lie. And we mm. also found like an old buried toy and like a collar tag from a dog Ooh. in the yard. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely lied. There was animals there and it was. Well, I was going to say the en- the entity does give kind of dog energy. Well, Didn't really do anything but stared at you and like turned at the noise and then just kind of like stuck near you, maybe you, maybe right. being protective. And then it was such a good boy listening to you and you're like, time to go. <laughs> yeah, that's true. He always, he was very chill. My sister said there was a ghost of a dog in that basement that she interacted with um, when we were down there for tornadoes and stuff, but I never saw that one. I don't know. Can you tell us about Emily, the ghost on the stairs? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was a little bit later. After I graduated high school, I went to stay with my older sister, and she had a larger house near college campus, so she would rent out some of the rooms. And there was two rooms upstairs and other rooms downstairs. So she and I had the upstairs rooms. And up the stairs, there was um, like a little landing, like three or four stairs down, and it would turn, and you take the last three or four stairs. And there was this ghost there uh we called her emily i don't really know why just fit and i learned later bad juju don't name your ghost but you know we named her she was emily and she would push you she would push you going down the stairs and if you were cleaning she would leave you alone so if you had like a basket laundry or a broom or you were dusting or doing something and if you weren't cleaning she would either kind of like be there you could tell it was um just like I don't want to say a chill in the air, but it was like more still. And I don't know, I could just feel her there. And she would push you like physically hands on push you. She pushed me, I think maybe two or three times. And my sister, once I know for sure, she said she didn't push her, but I remember her pushing her one time for sure. And then like the other roommates and my sister's boyfriend and stuff would all get pushed, Um, but they didn't really clean either. So Maybe that was why she's just a very tidy ghost. So she wants her house kept nice. I did see her um, half apparition. She wasn't full body. It would always cut off like down the hips. But uh, and I'm really bad at guessing time periods. So I don't know if it was like Victorian or colonial, but she had like an older style dress um, with like an apron and one of those little hair dust duster hair bonnet things. So I don't know if she maybe was like a caretaker there once and just wanted to stick around and make sure uh, the new tenants were cleaning the home properly or something. But I don't know. She, she would though. She would push you. That's aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Kat, with you and JJ, who would be the most likely to get pushed by a ghost for not cleaning? I don't know. Lately we've both been pulling our. It depends. It depends which, which room of the house. Cause I'm, I'm more like, like the kitchen and then Kat's more the living room, bedroom area. And the bathrooms. And, and the bathroom. And the guest room. Hey, I cleaned the bathrooms last time. That's true. You cleaned this like, one. And I cleaned like, the guest room last time. It sounds like Kat does everything but the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to stir up any uh, no, you didn't. marital, we, we marital drama. Turns, you know. Yeah. Good. I struggle with that. I know you guys have ADD too. And that's something that I I do really good with the general space of the house, but personal space, I'm kind of bad at keeping tidy. And you know what? Having like your own personal tornado is okay because it's comforting. It's what we know. We know what's in those piles. 
It's okay. That's my right now. Honestly, if Emily was here, she'd be just chasing me with a broomstick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.